to this welcome to box office invaders well there's only two of us today so we're just two guys in space just floating around shooting at garbage i'm kitty pie 3.14 also known as sarah i am joined by the very lovely the birthday boy grizz hello everybody now usually we'd also have jer with us but unfortunately uh jer could not make it today uh, apparently he got wrangled into directing a uh, pornography for charity so it's just the two of us today but doesn't mean that we are going to be lackluster on any of the content we will bring to you so uh instead of having you know the standard three stories and another three stories each told by both of us we're going to do three stories back and forth between the two of us then we'll go into our box office numbers and then we'll talk about three trailers uh, that we have watched, do our little thoughts process on them. And then we will, instead of doing a script between two people, uh, we have picked out a monologue for each other. Sound good? Sounds like fun. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I'm all good. Birthday Boy's a little... Uh, expended from birthday but that's okay <laughs> i am recovering <laughs> i've had my water the only thing i didn't do today was like a gatorade or a powerade which would have been wise but, uh coconut water is far better than ooh, those stuff. that's probably healthier too um oh, but tastier. i've i've kept the lights pretty much off all day <laughs> i've been in the basement for most of the day so we're we're, we're here we're doing it I'll, i'm i'll be good by the end of this so <laughs> Let's rock and well, roll. <laughs> there, there, there's nothing like curing a hangover than kicking it off with some movie news. So what do you got for us today? Uh, first up, I have a just a little little taste of uh, Mandalorian season three has Ooh. finished filming. Um, that's right. Uh, Carl Weathers has retweeted um, a post on Twitter from a. Uh, Star Wars account called Star Wars Stuff. And it was like a photo of, I believe, uh, Mandalorian helmet and then like S3 or something like that. Um, and it just said, you know, season season three finished finished wrapping or whatnot. And uh, we, we don't know anything else other than that. There's no update on when the show is going to release. Probably like next fall uh, if they stick to the um, similar schedule to the other two seasons i believe they came out in the fall i can't remember if i'm being honest yeah i, I think it was i think it was like september or something like yeah. that like right at the end of august at the beginning of september but it's really exciting because well, let's face it the mandalorian is freaking fantastic it's, it's solid far better than any star wars movies that have been released in the last uh, oh i don't know Long decade time. and a half 
I'm like one of those people that oddly likes Phantom Menace just because of the train wreck and also Liam Neeson. That's fair. And and that's essentially it. Yeah. Um the uh article also had a little little gift wrap at the bottom. I didn't know this, but apparently it, it has been confirmed that Christopher Lloyd is being cast as a mystery role. So we don't know what oh. what he will play or who, but that I thought that was a little cool piece of knowledge. That's interesting. I think he would probably be voiced though because the man probably. is up there. Yeah. He's he's pretty frail. And, so and I, this I show is a good opportunity voice. to have voice acting because there's so many CGI elements or puppets and so on. So, oh yeah, it would be really funny uh, if his character was like HK 47 from like the old Republic, just that like jerk of a robot that would just call you like a meat puppet and stuff like that. That would be super funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be down for that. Christopher Lloyd insulting me. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I would pay good money. It'd be really funny if like uh, somewhere along the background you hear him go, Marty, and like that would also be a selling point too, but. Right. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would, I would petition for that. Like one small Back to the Future reference weaseled uh, in there dude, somewhere. Just have like uh freaking Doc and Marty as Jedi ghosts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would yes. live or droids <laughs> like they're they're droids <laughs> they're just like <laughs> vaguely shaped like them <laughs> uh but then some people might think about Rick and Morty <laughs> that's true that's the only downside yeah. of Rick and Morty it's yeah. just like uh yeah the back to the future reference is the back to the future reference but now with the new generation Rick and Morty is the reference right not back to the future <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <laughs> yeah um, well it could be like uh he could Oh, yeah have doc be a ghost and holding a pickle yes oh my god it would, it'd be such a meta meta joke <laughs> it'd be so funny and then like marty just holding like szechuan sauce yes <laughs> oh my god that would be, be gold we're, we're going down a dark hole right yeah. now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but that's super exciting mandalorian yeah. three awesome mm-hmm and then the other little thing I had uh, that I wanted to tie in with with this article, because this was, you know, not very uh, big in substance. But uh, if anyone has seen the Batman, um, what was it? Th- week week three is when they released that deleted scene. Yeah, yeah. It was like either week three, week four, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like uh, basically, like within the last like seven days, I believe they dropped uh, this little nugget the deleted scene of the Batman interacting with the Joker um, at Arkham. And when I, when I first saw this deleted scene, I, I didn't know how to feel. Cause I was just excited. I was coming off the high of watching the Batman. Cause I had seen it literally a few days before that <laughs> uh, for the second time. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, you have, you have Batman visiting, the Joker in Arkham. And it felt like, um, a, uh, silence of the lamb scenario. Yeah. That's what I read that they were originally going for. Cause yeah. I read about the deleted scene and then like days later there it was online. That's crazy. You willed it into existence. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought so hard that it was just like, 
there it is. And yeah. it's just like, no, but it, it, it's definitely uh, interesting that they decided to release it online, like instead of it being like extra content for like either streaming or like Blu-ray DVD stuff. Oh, that's true. I wonder if it was a little nugget to like get people to keep going to the theater before it gets out. Um, Cause like like after I saw the Batman, right. Like I I saw that and I was like, I want to go watch this movie again just to see where it would fit. Cause it, I don't think, I think the reason why it got chopped is there, there isn't a really good lead up to why he would go. Yeah. It fell uh, out of place. It's, I think it's just because this is very year one heavy. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, from what I was reading, because it's supposed to tie in with the year one storyline. So at this point in time, in year one, uh, Batman and Joker have already met, yes. per se, but Joker's not really a developed character at that point in time. Right. So he already knows that Joker is clinically insane. And what's easier to help catch a crazy man than a crazy man himself? You know? Exactly. Yeah. I like when he walks, you know, he comes in and he's like, uh, what's, what's the Joker say? Um, it's almost a year to the day, our anniversary. Anniversary, yeah. yeah. And he's like, and you bring me papers. <laughs> oh, yeah, you bring me paper, yeah. And it's just like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this Joker 100% yet. Because still, we can't see his face 100%. We couldn't see his face Right. At the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the Batman, what are you doing? You should have already gone like days ago and watched it mm-hmm. multiple times since mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's it's weird that we haven't gotten to see his face. It looks like with this face and I am sorry if you can hear my cat. He is being a bit of a turd bucket in the background because he's very angry that you haven't seen Batman yet. <laughs> you should probably go see Batman. Um that uh it's still disordered but uh, i don't know i really hate and i don't know if it's just because i'm really old school or not but i i hate the scar look i absolutely hate it yeah i i'm with you i'm on the fence on his appearance i thought vocally like if you close your eyes and listen to him talk I enjoyed I enjoyed that version because he gave you like yeah. a little taste of of uh, Heath Ledger's Joker mixed with like his own. And uh, I, I forget the name. What's the name of the actor? It's Barry something. Yeah. Um, uh, one second here. I Barry. Can... I'm not going to pronounce. I cannot. <laughs> it's Barry Manilow. I cannot pronounce that. Uh, Keogan. Keogan. <laughs> Thank you. We'll go with Keogan. I I saw that and I was just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Here I go. (laughs) Messing up another name. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I don't know of anything I've seen him in. Uh, if if he's in something he's, I've seen, I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I I thought like his version in that six minutes or whatever it is five six minutes, I enjoyed like his performance. But the with you the the prosthetics, I'm a little on the fence with because I'm over it. I'm really over it. Yeah. On one hand, I get it. Right. Like if they're doing the Red Hood version of Joker, he fell in a chemical vat in like that would do stuff to your skin, but um, I don't know. Like there's a part of me that wants like a classic animated Batman Joker look. (laughs) 
something simplistic yeah. where the the joke is lies therein instead of like being a heavily relied on physical attribute like mm-hmm. i i love jack nicholson's portrayal as a joker and he had that intense perma smile uh prosthetic yeah but it was great because that went with jack nicholson's face so seamlessly because even if he smiles without it it's pretty close <laughs> he looks maniacal like yeah. no matter what jack nicholson's just like off the, his rocker anyway and i freaking i'm there for it every single yes. time but uh, i feel like every time we go to the gritty every single time i feel like we lose a little bit of batman per se just like not batman the character but the villains just lose a little bit of that uh that comedical sheen that kept the dark stories very lighthearted mm-hmm. or it's just like when you have that like pop of color in a dark picture it's just like it's what draws you in and i feel like the more dark you make characters the more the character loses their identity or personality for sure yeah that's why i hate the new harley quinn i hate the new harley quinn i love harley quinn harley quinn's one of my favorite characters of all time but every iteration of harley quinn as they're like trying to like evolve her or like make her into like the sex symbol or nothing against margot robbie i love her to pieces like she's Mm -hmm. a fantastic actress but her version of harley quinn makes my stomach turn i hate suicide squad storyline of harley quinn and i'm not just talking about the movie iteration i'm talking about like the comic book iteration they killed what made harley quinn fantastic yeah i i liked her character in like the arkham games i felt i felt that that felt like yeah that that was true self she was because that was like the original writers for the animated series. Mm, I did not. And know that's that. how Harley came. Harley Quinn came about. Uh, Harley Quinn was just a character in Batman, the animated series. And then like other animators were like, oh, who's this character? Like she was just supposed to be for one episode. And that was it. Hmm. And then she became a reoccurring character. And the idea of Joker has that much power to convert somebody. A psychiatrist nonetheless right to go mental herself but she's well aware of it and she's so in control of herself that is freaking awesome right the more so of like her falling in love with them and then all of a sudden joker throws her into a vat of chemicals so she can go unstable in that sense i hate it yeah i hate that that loses her humanity and that's what made her badass right but aside from that yeah <laughs> I could go. I know. We I could go in so hole, deep, and I love we, it. We've gone from a Rick and yeah. Morty hole to a Batman yeah. hole. Yeah. All these we, holes we're falling we're, into as we climb out of the Batcave. Uh, we, we start digging ourselves another hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, did you want? Did you want me to run down my stories, or did you want to uh, bounce back and forth? Yeah, we can bounce back and forth. Okay. Forth. Okay. Um. The upside is deleted scene. It's actually pretty good. Does it fit really anywhere without context to having a precursor story? No. Yeah. But it's a good scene. It, it is. is a good scene. It's fun. I uh I think all in all, the deleted scene is enjoyable. 
Um, and it just made me want to go watch the movie again. So I get, if that's what they were trying to do, they, they got me. <laughs> yeah. Go see Batman. Then watch the deleted scene and don't make my cat angry. That's, that's, yes. that's where I'll leave that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, on the story of Joker, let's roll from one Batman hole to a justice league hole. So we went to last week, we talked a bit about Jared Leto and Tron. So we were 30 seconds to Tron and now we're going to 30 seconds to possibly wrong, possibly okay. Uh, so uh, as we all know, 2017, we had the Justice League movie and that was a very heavy edit of uh, Joss Whedon. And so... We got the movie we got. So we have Ben Affleck as Batman, uh, which he wasn't a bad Batman. Don't get me wrong. Ben Affleck was actually pretty decent. Um, but now we have a Zack Snyder's edit that just got released. And it's definitely a lot different than Joss Whedon's take on the movie. Uh is getting better reviews. A lot of people are giving it really good feedback and uh, people are saying that the visuals and the storyline is actually a lot better with Zack Snyder's edit, which would only make sense because Zack Snyder wrote parts of the script. So uh, he had this clear vision of where he wanted to take this Justice League. And it's not the Justice League we ended up getting, unfortunately. Uh, but he decided to bring in Jared Leto for a reshoot to add the Jared Leto Joker, an elevated and evolved version of Joker to this storyline, which was supposed to also uh, lead to a sequel with, quote unquote, Joker killing Robin. Uh, but first things first. uh Jared Leto kind of looked like a very suave mime who uh, looked like he huffed a crap ton of spray paint out of a paper bag and was featured in the episode of Seinfeld's puffy shirt episode. <laughs> he looks he looks awful. Like, I oh, thought no. Suicide Squad Joker looked bad. This iteration of Joker. I don't know. I, I feel like he was he was uh trying for a role of like a Shakespearean character and f fell into the makeup room ass first and walked out looking like that. Here, I'll post a picture for you. It's like, I don't, I don't know how I feel it. The, the picture just looks really bizarre. Um, step you. Oh, I was going to do that. God, uh, forget you a thing. Here, I'll just send you the link. How about that? See, Pop that Discord for you. Yeah, so if you take a look, it's just it's awful. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's wearing a rubber glove. I don't know. It's so for me, it looks like <laughs> this is awful. It looks like a like a toddler went hard in the paint on some cotton candy. Like right. a red, red cotton candy just like all over his face. <laughs> yeah, he went from like looking like a uh, uh, train spotting meets Keith Flint from Prodigy, <laughs> like pimp 
to looking like an unemployed circus clown. I really, I'm. You know what this I'm is? I think harsh. this is. I don't think this is the the official photo. I think this was him coming from the Morbius set, and they hadn't wiped the blood off of his mouth yet. So he still He's, has like that vampire vibe. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's it's choice, man. It's oh, so man. choice. It looks bad. I um, feel like the Justice League doesn't look as bad anymore, <laughs> and that was a horrible design for Joker. Yeah. Like, and he almost looks like he's wearing like a Western outfit, like just from yeah. this angle. It's like, so are we going to like the Wild West or if you click on it and scroll down, you'll see like other like pictures like. It, it's it's really, really bizarre, but um, yeah, the I have this like little nightmare timeline set up where uh, Batman and a couple of remaining Justice League members. Uh, meet up with the Joker and that they have like this confrontation between him and Affleck and then all of a sudden like uh, evil Superman pops in and that's the end of the scene with Jared Leto but yeah they were planning on like having the Joker side of like Robin killing uh, being killed by Joker himself like mm. It's it's interesting, like the route that they were sorry, whew, going down, but uh I don't know. I, I feel like I'll have to watch this version because there's there was just something about Jared Leto's Joker that I aesthetically I didn't care for. His portrayal was just all over the place, but apparently this is supposed to be an evolved version of him. Mm. So I'm willing to give it a shot even though he looks like uh, Ronald McDonald played with a straightener and dyed his hair green. Like yeah. it's, yeah. I, can't I don't know if he's going to kill Robin or serve me a Big Mac. Right. <laughs> or like not even like a real Big Mac. It's just like a knockoff. Yeah. Like Big Mac uh, that he made in like the back alley <laughs> behind the McDonald's. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a big snack. It's not even real. <laughs> But if they're doing it in the nightmare scene, yes. then I like I'm a little bit more forgiving because that's just a dream sequence, correct? Like that's just Bruce Wayne like freaking out. Yeah, it's like the nightmare timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I'm more forget like if they want to be weird, be weird. But if the like if the the plan is to like I guess have this prophecy come to fruition and later and then like this is still what happens like i'd be really disappointed because <laughs> that's supposed to be like an apocalyptical apocalyptical world right apocalyptic <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just I, yeah because uh there's other pictures of him wearing like armor and stuff like as yeah. the joker it's strange it, none of the costume makes sense the, the the makeup makes no sense I I feel like I would be more inclined to watch Suicide Squad against against my own will <laughs> instead of like I I would hope that his acting goes far beyond what he looks like, but what he looks like is choice, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to go by because obviously we haven't seen this cut, and apparently this cut is really good. 
and it's like a lot of things that um i love joss whedon don't get me wrong love buffy the vampire slayer love firefly love serenity that kind of thing but i feel like he uh, he's not batman justice league detective comic material he's he's a very lighthearted guy mm-hmm. it's like watching um jj abrams direct star trek and it's just like dude you love star wars why the hell are you directing a star trek film yeah now i got a crappy star trek film (laughs) (laughs) it's just like that kind of that kind of feel so uh zach snyder has his own edit and jared leto is the joker yet again interesting Uh, i might have to give that a a look at so does does the article i was skimming through does it say when that is supposed to release I think it's actually up now. I think it's on oh, HBO Max. Because I know the Zack Snyder Justice League is out, but I I don't remember. Like, did they add this Joker stuff later? Uh, well, the 2017 version is Joss Whedon's edit. Right. The Zack Snyder uh, one had debuted on HBO Max. Said, yeah. He added in a bunch of like. Uh, so there's more stuff. Recuts. That they, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, so there was like reshoots and stuff like that for his own version of the gotcha, cut of the gotcha, movie. Gotcha. 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 So. Because that one, it was the, it's like six parts on HBO Max. So I guess that they added another part or re-uploaded Possibly. it. Yeah. I I don't have HBO Max. Unfortunately, it's not available where I live. So. Huh. I might I have to poke around have- with that tomorrow. Yeah. And then get back to me on that. Yes. All right. Let's let's get out of the Batman hole. Let's get out of the Joker <laughs> hole. Let's get out of the Jared Leto hole that keeps getting bigger for some reason. It's a it's a um giant pit we can never escape. <laughs> <laughs> we can't escape Jared Leto. He keeps bringing us back and I don't know why. <laughs> If he starts singing goodbye horses and then tell him that he will uh, lower down a bucket and puts the lotion on the skin, uh, <laughs> I'll just be like, and I look up and I just see Jared Leto in the Zack Snyder cut and I'll be like, oh God, I'll just stay in the hole, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> there. I tied in Silence of the Lambs from the last one for this one as well. Nice. <laughs> I like it. All right, what is next on the dock? Uh, up next, I have some Godzilla versus King Kong um, 2 information. Uh, it was reported that they have a working title of Son of Kong. And uh, we talked about this either last week or the week before. Um, when I think it was I, last week, yeah. if I remember correctly. Um. I feel like I should know that, but I definitely <laughs> forgot. And in my in my notes here, I wrote recent episodes, so I don't. So I was vague enough to not be wrong. <laughs> but um, anyway, when in doubt, keep it broad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we talked about this movie uh, recently, and for those of you ha- who have or may not seen the um, first installment, uh, King Kong, Godzilla, they, you know, they go they go. Th- through some blows and uh, <laughs> King Kong basically gets his butt knocked all the way down to hallow earth <laughs> for lack of better terms. Um, <laughs> the humans 
Uh, they they develop a plan to make a Mecha Godzilla to take on Godzilla. Turns out those people are evil, <laughs> and King Kong and Godzilla team up and defeat that. And they kind of they go their separate ways. Kong and some of the humans go back to Hollow Earth, and he, you know, the movie ends with you assume that he's going to be living peacefully. Um, so my assumption at this point is based off of the just the the title alone, the working title is maybe they're going to explore hollow earth more and uh i don't know if he like is gonna have a a son or like adopt like a smaller uh titan and like what whatever the case is uh all of that is still unclear but it would be really fun if they took some uh inspiration from the 1933 yeah uh, rko yeah um uh movie where we get to see uh, the the son of Kong for the I guess it's the first time right when when they show him, um, yeah for for this King Kong storyline yeah, yeah this would be the first time for them yeah and I, so I haven't seen that film but I I was reading about it and apparently his son is a smaller albino ape so yes. that would be really cool if they stick to that I don't know if they will because they had that that um. Dwayne Johnson movie Rampage and that was like a white gorilla so oh, I don't yeah. know if they'll make this gorilla white too like that might be confusing for fans but um I don't know it'd be cool though I I tell it, you I tell you this much I will watch it. <laughs> it it's definitely an interesting uh take as soon as like Son of Kong the first thing I think is do 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 the old King Kong or old Donkey Kong yeah. uh, video games like Donkey Kong Jr um but son of kong is actually a really great uh movie if you're really into classic films um i thrive off of them and the storyline that they have for that one is actually uh pretty fan freaking tastic after the destruction of like new york and stuff like that uh they continue on he is a lot smaller so the that's the only problem i have with that mm. but if uh because if if you have son of kong who is far smaller in statue than king kong and it's just like and then you have godzilla i'm sorry but son of kong is gonna get his butt handed to him like in a heartbeat <laughs> like yeah it, it it's it's kind of interesting especially when it's just like oh yeah you're going to hollow earth well when King Kong got knocked into Hollow Earth, he got it on with something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and now now that you said that, it makes me wonder, like, if this son of Kong is gonna try to challenge Godzilla, uh, and then like King Kong's gonna have to come up to the surface and be like, no, 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 <laughs> like, like I already did this dance, <laughs> like let's not do this again. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just like when he's like walks out of like Hollow Earth, he sees Godzilla, and he's just like, "Hey, son, here, come tap out your old man." <laughs> right. And then he just goes back and like grabs a beer, and then like Son of Kong is just like screwed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Closes the door behind them for the cave. It's just like, nope, this is yours now. Yeah. You you made this mess. You clean it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. But yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know. It's like is this supposed to be like directed by the same so guy they, as before? Yeah, 
the article said that he may return, but it, it also, the way it was written makes it sound like he likely will. Uh, but it's, it's still a little unclear. Um, which is strange to me. Cause I feel like if, you know, the project did pretty well. I thought it was well received. I enjoyed the movie. Why wouldn't you return? So. Yeah. It's just, it's weird because <laughs> Son of Kong also has like a really odd demise in his own movie. Like Son of Kong is like a little bit more lighthearted mm. uh, as a movie, because uh, if I'm correctly at the end, uh, he's trying to like save uh, the people. Uh, I can't remember the name of the town, but like he, there's like a storm and flooding and destruction and he's trying to save the people and then he ends up drowning. Mm. That's just that's how that character that's ends. Super sad. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's super sad. And it's just like, and now you're going against King Kong. So it was like, are they gonna play to that? Or is they gonna drown King Kong? Like Godzilla's just holding his head underwater until like the bubbles are gone. Like Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> almost so got questions. that. They almost got that in the first one when they fought out in the ocean. I was like, this is so <laughs> not fair. You gotta giant monkey on a boat and then this thing can swim not cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true godzilla does play to like all like the elements he can walk on land yeah. he can swim in water like honestly the only thing he can't do is fly right and honestly i feel like in this universe like the humans you know they have the soft spot for kong you know because they can skull island they basically were i guess studying him they like created his little habitat and blah 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 but like everyone is afraid of godzilla because he's yeah. he's kind of op <laughs> especially in, <laughs> especially in that movie it's like man he could honestly he probably could have killed kong <laughs> like very easily uh, more than likely like that dude breathes fire yeah he's radioactive or whatever right <laughs> yeah king kong is a monkey yeah that's all he got. Yeah, <laughs> he knows how to kidnap ladies. That's right. that's essentially he got his a like really skill cool set axe. right there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> got some weapon. Like, <laughs> it's a, it's going to be an interesting concept. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye on its production. Maybe it might be like Sonic Kong. It might just be a title because they can. Right, right, and who knows? Maybe it, it'll be a team up, be a thruple situation. They have to like fight off. The evil humans again. <laughs> Ripples. Because uh, we're talking about classic movies, I think I'll switch this one around. Okay. But uh, so there is a movie that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I do love classic horror movies. Uh, I'm a huge universal monster movie fan. Hands down, my favorite is Lon Chaney as the Phantom of the Opera, followed by Bela Lugosi. Um. You know, Lon Chaney Jr. is the Wolfman. And then Boris Karloff is in everything. Frankenstein, the mummy. And then uh, he also was in a movie called Bride of Frankenstein. And the Bride of Frankenstein is a great movie, like hands down. Uh, classic cinema. The one thing that always gets me is even though it's called the Bride of Frankenstein, she's only in it for the last five minutes of the movie and that's it uh but there was a point in time where universal studios was trying to 
revitalize the classic horror movie genres. So uh, we got The Invisible Man. And we also had a really, 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 really unnecessary. I don't know why they made it. Just thinking about it makes me absolutely sad. Tom Cruise, The Mummy. And uh, yeah, so. When was that? This was, what, The Mummy? You said Tom Cruise. I don't remember Tom Cruise being in. Yeah, Tom Cruise was in like the most recent iteration of The Mummy and it's so dreadful. Oh, oh, I totally forgot about that. Right? It's so bad that I'm was kind of glad that you didn't have it in your memory yeah. but then you remembered and now i'm so sorry i'm so sorry well because like when i think of the mummy i just think of like the, the first one yeah 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 that's and funny like, that's where they should have left it to be honest because like the brandon fraser iteration of the mummy is great the original boris karloff version of the mummy is a little dry for a lot of people, mm. it's not really that scary. It was scary for the time, but if you're watching it back now, you're just kind of like stare at it and you're like, this movie is more about the character Imhotep finding uh, his love. It, it, it's it's not as an adventure as like the Brandon Fraser one is. Brandon Fraser one is just like free for all. Everybody's having fun. Uh the 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 mummy with Boris Karloff is a little bit more serious. So I got um, you. So and then they decided Tom Cruise, <laughs> and uh, I I I don't even I don't even want to touch touch that thing with a stick. Aside from no, thank you. It's uh, got to be so, because he was like a big name, right? They're like, yeah, we get him on it. It's gonna be good. <laughs> no man tom cruise is well past his prime like and no i just, i agree with you <laughs> he, he's just there to be there yeah it's just like oh yeah well Brendan fraser like did really well the, the storyline for the mummy with tom cruise is very far from what the original mummy was and is and so it's just like okay well the mummy's a female and i would have been down with that mm-hmm. But they they made her like more of uh, enchantress from freaking Suicide Squad. Oh like, yeah, it, it was just it just looked awful. It was very f- very far removed from what classic uh, Universal monsters are. So the Dark Universe unfortunately fell apart after uh, Tom Cruise's movie that spent a lot a lot of money in budget and lost a lot of money in ticket sales so uh after that universal studios decided to say nope we're done uh but the the problem was they'd already started writing a script uh david co-op was spearheading the script for the bride of frankenstein and uh he had a couple of iterations of it uh but he was just more of making a huge nod to the classics while giving it kind of a modern makeover. Uh, so spoiler, if you haven't seen Bride of Frankenstein, I could probably don't believe you because it is classic cinema. Most people this day and age don't watch it as a frequent unless you're like myself. Um, so eventually uh, the creature. Frankenstein's monster 
receives a gift of having what is deemed the bride of Frankenstein, who is only in the movie for five minutes after getting reanimated, and then she is dismembered. <laughs> so she's she's not that big of a character in a movie called The Bride of Frankenstein. Um, so what they wanted to do was kind of take from that uh, aspect of the storyline, and instead of having her dismembered, they were going to have her go uh, back into um, a dormant state and then have her, like, uh, in, like, 1870, go into this dormant state, something to happen, maybe, like, a spark of electricity or something like that, to uh, reanimate her in modern day and take the storyline from there. And it was supposed to be, like, this gothic horror um she's supposed to have like a bigger part obviously uh and they could have virtually gone anywhere with it because essentially the bride herself doesn't really have much of a character like there is other iterations of frankenstein that came later like the son of frankenstein and so on and so forth but like to actually focus on her herself uh this would have been a great opportunity it could have been a really fantastic movie. I love the idea of like starting in the 1800s and then moving to present day. Who would know what reanimated tissue would do in a world that is so technologically advanced? Um, so, uh, unfortunately, uh, they said that they may go back to it later, but it won't go to this dark universe. Um, and they're not really focused on releasing it now because a movie called the bride or a tv series called the bride is on apple tv to stars scarlett johansson as frankenstein's uh frankenstein's monster's bride so i don't know if they're really going to do much but i do know universal studios did do a halloween horror night last year for 2021 with the bride of frankenstein i did watch a walkthrough of it it was kind of weird uh bride of versus vampires and the odd thing with Frankie. So it was uh, it was a really odd. Interesting. But uh, I think if they were going to do it, uh, it would be really cool if they would have made it like the movie The Artist. Oh. Right? Yeah. That would be fun. But uh, what do you think of the Brad of uh, I mean, that would be a really cool idea. I, I would watch that movie where... The first, say, I don't know what, 30 minutes of the movie is set in that 1800 time frame. And then, and then, uh, it, the, the movie kind of like moves into that, you know, more modern time. Like, I would, like, I don't know why, but I, I am attracted to that sty style of storytelling where it's like right. this thing. It's almost telling you exactly what's going to happen without telling you exactly what's going to happen. Cause they're showing you like, Hey, this thing happened way the fuck back here, but it could happen again. And I just, I really like that. I hope that they bring it back to life. No pun intended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I feel like it could, it really could. Because <clears throat> if we look at movies like young Frankenstein, and like that whole movie, like uh, the, especially the laboratory scenes was shot in the original set. Yeah. And it 
at that point in time kind of took a classic story and brought it into modern time. Now they could do like something black and white with the 1800s and then all of a sudden like have a Wizard of Oz moment with the yeah. animation and then it's just like bam. That would be cool. Like I I feel like one of the best moments uh unfortunately as much as I love Phantom of the Opera the musical the movie adaptation's really bizarre. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Um well, cuz they have Gerard have- Butler. Are you talking about the one with Gerard Butler? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the one with Gerard Butler. Oh, I was fine with Gerard Butler as a Phantom. I actually liked having that roughness yeah to the phantom it just uh, when you when I, you see like or hear somebody really good in that like vocal range you're like you see him do it and you're like eh. <laughs> see actually my problem was emma rosam i oh. actually did not like her as christine i hated her as christine yeah and that's just from a singing technical standpoint right. of her sliding into notes i hate that mm. i really 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 hate that uh, but uh, the scene with uh, the overture just in the beginning where they uh, do the auction scene and uh, we may frighten away the ghosts of many years ago with a little illuminations gentlemen and then the chandelier rises up and then all the dust and everything just fixes itself and everything goes from black and white slowly into the color while the chandelier is still rising. That was like a really good transition. Yeah. I loved that visually. Unfortunately, Joel Schumacher ruined Batman, but that scene <laughs> in Phantom of the Opera was actually really good. Um, and I'm not going to knock Schumacher too much because I do also love Lost Boys. But uh, I feel like Bride of Frankenstein could pull so many elements of that. And then we could actually have a decent classic uh, monster movie, unlike Tom Cruise. Yes. And the mummy. Well, I just think that everybody who's listening needs to get on Twitter and at the studio to make this movie happen. <laughs> Hashtag Universal for Movie Monsters. Hashtag Why Tom Cruise Why. Hashtag No Mummy No Love. Hashtag Bride All the Way. <laughs> Hashtag Will You Marry Me? <laughs> Hashtag No Jared Leto. <laughs> Hashtag Thirty Seconds to Bride. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> thirty seconds to uh. <laughs> thirty seconds to meh. <laughs> meh. Poor guy. <laughs> I think he will become a butt end of our jokes. <laughs> yeah, more so than not. <laughs> as long as he keeps making movies, yes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next. What else do we got? All righty. Um, so coming out of the dark and scary, we're moving into something a little more lighthearted, maybe. Um, Jim Henson finally getting a documentary. Um, the mastermind that gave us the Muppets is finally getting a documentary. Uh, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer are teaming up with the mouse, that's Disney, to guide us through his journey. The Henson family are going to be in full participation and uh, during the creative process. Um, I'm just like reading off my notes right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, go uh, for it. I have my notes. Because like, there was so like fine. a lot that I wanted to say. And I was like, I should write these down. Um, and then Howard, Howard will be directing and producing the film as well as Sarah Bernstein, 
Justin Wykes, I think I said that right, and Margaret Bode, I think I, I think I got that one, will also be producers on the project. Um, and then I have a quote here from Howard. He says, Jim Henson transcends generations through his iconic characters, and it's one of many reasons why I've I've been a lifelong fan. I can't wait to share a side of him and his career that people have never seen before. Henson's limitless imagination and restless creativity is like few others and has influenced so much of our world as we know it. I'm humbled to be able to share a deeper look into his life and story, end quote. Um, and then uh, just one more little housekeeping. Um, he he started, it's, it's cool because he's going to show, from my understanding, he's going to try and show like where Henson came from to where he went. And one of the earlier projects that he uh, was a part of was a TV show called Sam and Friends, which Sam and Friends. I have not yep. seen. I didn't even know existed. Uh, the only thing I'm familiar with of his work is the Muppets show, obviously, and the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. Um, those are the things that I know of his that uh, I've seen. Um, and I didn't know this. Uh, he he passed away the year I was born in 1990 um, yep. at 53 years old because of a bacterial pneumonia. I didn't know yeah, that. That's super sad. It is. It, it was ridiculously sad, and unfortunately, uh, what had happened was, and I, I really hope they touch on this in the documentary because there has been quite a few documentaries on Henson's work, mm -hmm. but not him himself. Uh, but when Jim Henson died, uh, Carol Spiney, who played Big Bird and oscar the grouch came out in his big bird outfit and uh he sang um uh, it isn't easy being green mm. and it was such a somber moment like yeah it was it was like a really cool idea and very much a homage because like Big Bird is like one of the biggest characters that you Sesame Street. First thing you get in your brain is Big Bird, Snuffleupagus, Oscar, Elmo and stuff like that. And just to have this childlike character like Big Bird come out and then like just do that number as Big Bird, like it, it really hits like home a lot. And that was like the only other time that Big Bird has ever been seen processing death. Because there's a uh, episode of Sesame Street where Mr. Hooper, who owned the general store, passed away. And the whole set was just somber AF. Like, ridiculous. And like, so Big Bird is a character that is more like a child, doesn't understand. So he draws a picture for Mr. Hooper. And was going to say that they were going to give it to Mr. Hooper. And everybody in Sesame Street is trying to explain that Mr. Hooper's died. And then you have Big Bird come out for the funeral. But Jim Hansen was just so hands on. 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched the uh, Wilkins coffee c- commercials? That's like where he really started. No. Oh, um, my unless God. I've it, seen him without knowing what I've been seeing. <laughs> uh, they're, they're black and white uh, commercials, uh, comedical humor with a character that's almost like Kermit the Frog. Mm. And this like little thing that kind of looks like um, a rock with a big, huge honking nose. Nice. Um, and they're just little comedic, uh, violent commercials about Wilkins Coffee. Like you, you'll That's laugh funny. really hard if you like watch it. Uh, but the the amount of work that he's done, like Fraggle Rock, I love Jim Henson so much. And this isn't the first time with Disney either, because there was actually early '90s. There was an episode of The Muppets for a special for Epcot when it came out. So it was like the Muppets took over Disney World. Oh, that's cool. And it was a really fun. It's really hard to come by that one. Uh, Muppets Christmas, uh, Family Christmas, where all the Muppets come together. So you have Fraggle Rock. You have uh, the Muppets themselves. You have Sesame Street. Um, They all meet up at uh, uh, Fozzie Bear's mom's house for Christmas. So you have like the doc from... Fraggle Rock, uh, even at the end of the movie special, whatever you want to call it, uh, Jim Henson himself comes out and turns to Sprocket and says, well, we got to get started on those dishes. And so it was just a very encompassing moment of Jim Henson's work with Jim Henson in it. Labyrinth is one of my favorite movies of all time. Dark Crystal is fantastic. Uh there's like a lot of times where there's been Jim Henson puppets within other pieces without you really knowing it because it wasn't really a Jim Henson's production, but the Jim Henson uh, studio worked on the things like the studio was Charlie Chaplin's old studio. Like there's just so much rich history with Jim Henson. Bear in the big blue house. That was part of the Jim Henson thing. Like it's it's crazy. But we've never had a chance to actually look at him. Right. So this this should be um, a really fun project, a documentary, rather. Uh, I was scrolling back up. I didn't see if there was a release date. And there may not be anything yet. I don't think there is. I know it's supposed to be like Disney Plus, if mm. I remember correctly. Trust me, I can go down a Jim Henson hole any day. Like full heartedly, I I could definitely go into that hole. Like it's just just thinking about Jim Henson, like the Muppets and stuff like that. It just gives you that warm fuzzy feeling. And I really feel like I need a hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, like aside from that, like have obviously being born in like the early nineties, you're still touched by jim henson's work oh absolutely i have memories of like watching sesame street growing up um not really understanding i guess exactly the significance you know because i was just a kid but um you know and like that show is still going today um and a lot of the things that he made or was a part of or touched, like it's still going today. And that's really awesome. Uh, being, being a creative person in general, 
uh, inspires me to know that I could leave behind a legacy in a similar fashion. Am I going to, is there going to be a documentary about Grizz? No. I'll make you one. Uh, but, but the fact that like I could be gone from this planet and just be turned to dust and there'll still be stuff that I've made or touched that is left behind. And that's really cool to me. Oh, oh I'm getting all the feels. I, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like we should uh, break with the cutesy stuff and go off to the other end of the deep end yep. back into the hole yep. goes. <laughs> back into the uh, hole goes. <laughs> so from all the things hug huggy squishy cuddly and nice uh we're gonna go to a, a clown that has uh either terrified or made you laugh and still looks far better than jared leto's joker from <laughs> justice league and that is pennywise so uh, we did get two iterations of it, uh, part one and part two. So the part one came out in 2017, part two came out in 2019, and uh, that was directed by Andy Machete. And now he is going to be executively producing uh, what I am going to dub something about dairy. It's a TV show called Welcome to Derry, a fictional town in Maine, uh, which supposedly, according to Stephen King, is supposed to be his take on Bangor, Maine. Um, and Derry isn't a lot of Stephen King's work. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's crazy. But for those who don't know, uh, it is about a couple of kids a scary clown in the town of Derry. The clown eats children and then eventually the kids grow up and go back to fighting Pennywise, the demented clown. And have you ever read the book? I haven't yet. I, I actually want to uh, tackle that, um, that Bible this year. Cause let's be honest, <sighs> it's Stephen King's Bible. <laughs> it's a massive He's book. <laughs> Uh, Stephen King is a very interesting author. And I will tell you this right now, just as an FYI. Uh, the movie is nothing compared to the book in some aspects. Mm -hmm. uh, they definitely had to leave a lot of things out or rewrite a bunch of different things especially about uh the children becoming adults yeah yeah that'll 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 kind of weird your way out a little bit <laughs> um but cocaine's uh, a hell of a drug <laughs> you would think it's cocaine <laughs> for me for stephen king yes yeah yeah that's what i mean that's what i, okay, I, I, I was thinking like up, yours, like the kids i chalk up all of his like weird writing to like oh he was probably on coke that day <laughs> oh maybe i was just thinking like you're like yeah the kids just did coke in the book and no. i'm like no 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 because no, no. no, i um i'm taking a break from it but i'm currently reading or attempting to read um is a better term attempting to read the dark tower series uh, good and luck. i read the first two books and i haven't started book three yet because it's it's a journey and i i want to read something else <laughs> but there's yeah. like there's stuff that's ha like that i've read in those two books and i'm just like 
See, like this is why I have I don't know what you're doing, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like his later years too, which is right. even funnier. <laughs> right. uh, um. Well, they said that there is going to be a touching of Pennywise in Welcome to Dairy, and just to put in prospect, Dairy is in a lot of Stephen King's work. Uh, it. Definitely very prominent with Dairy, but Secret Window, Secret Garden, Insomnia, Bag of Bones, The Road Versus Heads North, uh, also known uh, this short story from Everything Eventual, Dreamcatcher, Fair Extension, and the book uh, 112263, which I believe that would be a book up your alley. Uh, it's about the Kennedy assassination. Oh, interesting. And uh, it's actually very interesting. Uh, Jimbo's. My significant other has read it. He is a huge Stephen King person, and he thoroughly enjoyed that book as one of the more newer Stephen King books. Like I think it's 2011, okay, 2012, something. And then, of course, all these other books reference Dairy, Running Man, The Body, Pet Cemetery, Uncle Otto's Truck, Mrs. Toad's Shortcut, Tommy Knocker's Misery, Night Flyer, Secret Window, Secret Garden, Needful Things, Gerald's Game, Autopsy Four or Autopsy Room Four, Hearts in Atlantis. Storm of the Century, Dark Tower 7, The Dark Tower, Lysley Story, Mute, Under the Dome, Full Dark, No Stars. Uh, and uh, I guess it chapter two, I guess, with the movie and stuff like that. It's in a lot. Oh, Dang. and even Stephen King's wife uh, also uh, is an author. And she mentioned Derry in her 1993 novel, One on One. Nice. So. Uh, Derry is just Stephen King's fitch, fictional go-to town, essentially. Uh, it's his the, one, the one constant. Thing that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting because what they didn't show in the movie uh, is the, and I've, I've verified this with Jambles. Uh, he was my go-to for this one because he has read a lot of Stephen King bo books. Um is Pennywise is an alien that uh, crash landed to Earth from another dimension. And he in real life, he looks like a turtle like alien who is like thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. And in the book, the kids actually see him in his true form. And then, of course, Pennywise awakens every 27 years to mow down on some kitty chow and call it a day. Uh, so uh, it's going to be uh, done by the WB. Uh, it's going to be the second TV series franchise by Warner Brothers. The first will be The Penguin from the new Batman movie with Colin Farrell. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go because Everybody's going to associate Dairy with it. But if they're going to do an origin story on Pennywise, who is a turtle alien from space that eats children, I think that could take up like one or two episodes yeah. and that'd be it. I'm yeah, it should, thinking it'll be interesting because even chapter two of it touches on his origin. Not deeply, yeah, but it does. Not deeply. You know, it scratches the surface. Um, so it's, I wonder 
I guess you could, I mean, you could, you could dive real deep. You can go through like the, the, why, why he had to leave wherever he left to come here. Like, is he a world conqueror or, you know, like, do they set out, are there more of him? You know what I'm saying? Like, are there spread out throughout the multi galaxy? I don't know. Be interesting. Yeah. They could go anywhere with it, but because like Pennywise technically isn't a clown, he's just like a shapeshifter kind of thing. Right. Kind of looks like a turtle for the most part. I feel like if it's going to be a mini series, it'd be kind of because it's called Welcome to Dairy. They could go anywhere. They could go with any of the other uh, stories mentioned in Dairy. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just like, okay, here, we're going to open up a window for a uh, remake of other movies which would be uh, kind of cool because uh, Stephen King novels are a little bit uh, all over the place yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I personally love Stanley Kubrick so Stanley Kubrick's The Shining mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies uh, Doctor Sleep which was a novel as a continuation of The Shining became a movie as well with Ewan McGregor. Don't know if you ever saw it. I did. I have um, original movie posters from the theater that I live near. Uh, it was actually a really good movie. I enjoyed I it, yeah. so happy with that movie. Um, the Shining Jambles is my favorite movie, uh, I think. Like, my wallpaper on my phone is the carpet. There's actually, here in Cincinnati, the there is a overlook lodge themed bar Ooh! so that's where i spent my birthday yesterday for anyone that cares on the 30th of march i was drinking at a bar that is like being at the hotel in the shining <laughs> i am going to google that and yeah. if i ever make my way to cincinnati that's where we're going to get drunk absolutely the sign outside <laughs> just says all work and no play makes jack a doll boy like over and over again Um, and then there's a, another, a separate sign that says like Overlook Lodge, like on the face of the building, they have an Instagram. I think if you just type in Overlook Lodge on Instagram, it'll pop up, um, giving free marketing to. I was going to say, we are not sponsored by (laughs) Overlook Lodge. I was more or less telling uh, you, I'd like disassociated (laughs) from the fact we're recording right now. (laughs) I was really excited about this bar. (laughs) Hey man, I can talk about like the shining in the bar all day just because. It's such a great movie. The book, not as desirable as that was. And like they did make another Shining movie, a made for TV one. Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen that. I want to check that out. Don't. Okay. Unless you unless you've read the book. I want to read the book this uh, winter because, you know, like the Ah. book kind of takes place over the winter. And so I was thinking about reading it this winter. I have it. I just haven't cracked it open yet. Forewarning, it is not. Stanley Kubrick's version is more of like a political statement. Mm -hmm. And then Stephen King's version is completely paranormal. Yeah. And uh, not what you think it is. I personally like Stanley Kubrick's version a lot more. Yeah, I've heard that it's uh, much different. It's 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 choice. Yeah. (laughs) And I know Stephen King, Stephen King hated uh, Stanley Kubrick's movie. The Shining, because, well, Stanley Kubrick, whatever he touched, he turned into, like, this fantastic 
mind journey of like visuals and sound like uh, 2001 a space odyssey Mm -hmm. fantastic movie like i i could watch kubrick films all day like (laughs) uh dr strangelove it's it's just magical but (laughs) uh will stephen king have anything on uh welcome to dairy i don't know i hope he has Uh, a little cameo right it would be really funny. Yeah. Just doing cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> eh, didn't uh, I just like think, you know what I <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking of? The Simpsons when like they're talking to Stephen King about another book and he's like, and it's a haunted lamp. And he's like stabbing the lamp at the uh <laughs> editor. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, work in no play makes Homer go something something. <laughs> go crazy. Don't mind if I do. That's <laughs> like, awesome. Uh, uh, all these holes were going down. I love it. <laughs> so many holes. All the kind of makes me want to go drinking at the Overlook Lodge. There you go. There we go. <laughs> we're back, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Speaking about advertising, we have to touch on some box office numbers because we wouldn't be box office invaders without invading your ears with some box office numbers, Grizz. What was our numbers this following weekend? So last weekend, March 25th, the uh, top 10 here, uh, uh, we'll start from uh, one going to 10. The Lost City opened up uh, its uh, debut weekend, I believe, with... um, It was. uh, Is this 30 million? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm terrible with numbers, apparently. <laughs> uh, $30 million. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm not going to say the exact number because it's like a lot of work. Just, just uh, <laughs> round it to the nearest yeah. million. Yeah, <laughs> the nearest million. <laughs> yeah, so so the Lost City came in at number one at uh, 30.4. Um, the Batman it stepped down off its throne coming coming from one to second place uh with 20 million um and then what is this uh rise roar and revolt r r r r r i think of a pirate it sounds like a, i was thinking i was just gonna say it sounds like a really bad pirate joke yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh they came in number three with 9.5 million um and I believe that came out this last weekend too, because it says weekend. That was uh, first weekend. Yeah, there was nothing. There was not. There was no uh, standing before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncharted has fallen to slot four, uh, raking in another five million dollars. Uh, it's been in the theater for six weeks now, uh, or six weekends, I guess. And good for it. Yeah, to be honest. for like, sure. I I thought it would have like fallen off the face of the earth by now. And. I think I mentioned this last time we vaguely talked about Uncharted. I I haven't played the video game, but I did really enjoy the movie, which makes me want to play the video game now. <laughs> oh, the video game is such... If there's a hole I could go down, it is definitely Uncharted. Uncharted, the video game, is amazing. The movie was actually pretty good. Uh, I could be very nitpicky, but that would be something I want to save for a spoiler review. True. Fair. Um, So moving on to number five, uh, Jujutsu. Did I say that right? Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Um, 
so we were talking about this earlier and we don't know where this is at because <laughs> uh, yeah. it's not in my local theater, I don't think. Um, and it's only, well, according to this, it was only playing in 2000 uh, theaters. Um, anyway, it, it raked in 4.5 million uh, this weekend uh, or past weekend rather. Um, number six was the movie X. Uh, it brought in $2.2 million. Number seven was Dog, and that brought in $2.1 million. I don't understand how that movie is. Like, I I, I could think Uncharted by now, but Dog, a Chatham Tatum movie with a dog. That's I, the military I, dog movie, right? Like, it's a, a war so. dog. I think, yeah. I See, that's a Redbox movie when I used to get Redboxes. Like, that's... <laughs> That's yeah. that's what that is. Uh, it's like your Hallmark movie. Yeah. It's just a special. Right, right. Just, just stream it. <laughs> exactly. Don't put that in the theater. Right. Um, and then down to number eight. I'm honestly surprised this is still on the list. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home brought in $2 million this weekend. It has been. It's because there's no other Marvel movie in theaters right now. That's why. <laughs> honestly fair. And it's been in theaters for 15 weekends, <laughs> um, which, you know, like that's impressive because we're in like these weird times. These pandemic times. Uh, yeah. Uh, number nine is Sing 2. And they brought in $1.3 million this past weekend. And to round off number 10 is Infinite Storm. And it brought in $758,000 this weekend. I have no idea what Infinite Storm is. I don't know what Infinite Storm is. I don't know what X is. I don't know what Jujutsu Kaisen is. But they're movies and they made money. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so uh, we definitely have uh, the numbers for next weekend on the next one. I don't even remember what's opening, but I did see Lost City and it actually was a pretty good movie. So if you're looking for something lighthearted, uh, you want to watch with whether it's your boyfriend, girlfriend, sweetheart, wife, ex-wife, ex-husband, her best friend. I don't know. Um, definitely Lost City was a very fun uh comedy so if you if you haven't seen the batman go see the batman and if you want something else to watch after you've seen the batman and watch the joker deleted scene go see the lost city it's worth it absolutely i think i'm gonna go <laughs> see the lost city tomorrow um either tomorrow or saturday I'm, i might yeah, yeah i definitely want to see it and I, I haven't had time yet this week so i do want to watch it i'm very surprised that it was able to kick Batman out that quickly, but I think because technically it is a rom-com, mm. uh, them, them cougar ladies just needed their fix. Uh, you know what? So. I could see that. I yeah. really could. But luckily it's not just for cougar ladies. It's actually, it was a really good film. <laughs> now it's that time where we reflect on three trailers that we have, uh, watched. Uh, one movie actually was, a movie that had already come out. We're going to save that for last because that movie trailer was freaking awesome. Yes. But uh, we'll, we'll start with the, well, I'll call it the meh, the eh, the ugh, and the awesome. <laughs> uh, so the first off is uh, Minions Rise of Gru. Uh, the 
prequel, as it were, to Evil Mastermind Gru and his run-in with the ever so profitable and marketable and all the swag with minions on it you can get. Uh, and then there's Gru. I I feel like the 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 trailer itself was good. I do like some of the references that they showed in it, like uh, Enter the Dragon and stuff like that. I'm just so over the minions. It's revolting. <laughs> Gru himself as a character, I'm actually very interested to seeing because like Gru has always been a very funny character. I'm not a huge Steve Carell fan, but Gru is just such an oddball of a character. I would love to see a little bit more. but. Yet again, uh, this movie wasn't even called Rise of Gru. It's Minions, the Rise of Gru, where it's just like, okay, well, here's our moneymakers. And the guy who eventually becomes the bald evil mastermind. Eventually. What'd you think? Yeah. um, Off the bat. I. I felt like this was. um... Oh, it's escaping my brain at the moment. Um, uh, the um, the 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 old school cartoon where the kid like uh, maybe it was a comic strip where he like would just like be a pest to society. Uh, Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. Thank you for this is the ep- part of the episode where my brain has turned to mush. Uh, <laughs> the Hangover talking. Yeah. I felt like uh, seeing Gru as as a child or like a you know like a you know what he's probably like what 10 or 12 or something um something like like that. obviously a kid it made me feel like it was a dennis the menace type of thing because he's like you know he wants to be this super villain but he's more or less just pulling pranks on people at the moment <laughs> yeah there was definitely like a lot of pranks yeah. there was like one scene uh that they showed in the trailer of like him just like ripping on all these like people from like the evil society with like all these like quick pranks yeah looking like a badass yeah (laughs) and it was it was cute it was funny but i feel like they were overshadowing it with like the minions like the characters like kevin and all that yeah yeah and i feel like it was just two separate movies being mashed into one now it could be different in the movie itself but the trailer just kind of had this separation feeling it's just like oh yeah minions look at all the minions kids oh here's Gru. And here's the minions again. I can see that. It does feel like two separate movies, especially towards the end of this trailer when the minions uh, have been transformed into animals and there's like that big grand battle. Oh, yeah. Like that at that point doesn't even feel like it's a movie about Gru. Um, Yeah, it was just weird because like there was like a bunch of the nuances and I did mention Enter the Dragon, but mm -hmm. uh, because they're going against like this little lazy like Asian lady who's like an acupuncturist. Yes. And yeah. she like turned them into animals of the Chinese Zodiac who were fighting other animals of the Chinese Zodiac. So it was like Kung Fu Panda meets Enter the Dragon meets Dennis the Menace meets, <laughs> meets Minions. <laughs> meets Minions, yeah. Uh, and I did appreciate that edit of um, Eminem like playing in the background. I I love, it was uh, Lose Yourself. Yes. With, 
Oh, why can't I think of that song? It's in Kill Bill, that dun, dun, dun. Okay, so I'm glad you oh, mentioned Kill of- Bill because I've thought the minions were dressed like the Kill Bill, the three minions. They look like they had the Kill Bill tracksuit on. So I bet that's uh, intentional on why they had that mixed with that Eminem song. Oh, Grizz, I love you. But uh, have you seen Enter the Dragon? No. Is do oh. they do the tracksuits in that? <laughs> okay, so yeah, the bride's tracksuit in Kill Bill is a reference to Bruce Lee's last movie, I see. Enter the Dragon. I see. And that was what Bruce Lee wears in the uh or not Enter the Dragon. Sorry, not Enter the Dragon. Forgive me, Bruce Lee, for I have sinned. Uh <laughs> it was Game of Death. Gotcha. His uh Enter the Dragon was not his last movie. Um Game of Death was. And uh there's parts of game of death where Bruce Lee had already died and there were still scenes to be shot. Mm. So they had uh, a guy fill in uh, like Bruce Lai who became like a fill in Bruce Lee and did his own couple of movies. But you can definitely tell the scenes that were not Bruce Lee because you have like the iconic yellow tracksuit and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is actually in that movie as well. Oh wow. Cause he actually studied uh, martial arts under uh, Bruce Lee. Same with Sonny Chiba, who's also in that movie of Game of Death. And Bruce Lai, his scenes are always him wearing like the most obscene black panties. Mm. And you could see it through the jack- jumpsuit. So that's how you knew it was in Bruce Lee. I see. Because <laughs> Bruce Lee wore colored appropriate panties under his tracksuit. Yeah. Because, you know, men wear panties. Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Game of Death was Bruce Lee's final film. Quentin Tarantino's homage was to Bruce Lee was the yellow tracksuit, yeah. which the bride, Beatrice, wore. I see, I see. And yeah, uh, but yeah, that song is in Kill Bill too. Um, I have it on my MP3 player and I can't think of what that song is actually called but to have that playing with eminem Mm -hmm. actually was a really good mix like i would listen to that in a heartbeat right no i i really i really liked that i so if anything alone the soundtrack of this movie should be pretty (laughs) rocking and the movie is just a money grab yep yep. for the the rest of it cash cow Uh, (laughs) speaking about a cash cow of cowing in caches uh netflix yes and i know that made no sense but neither does netflix um (laughs) so there was a trailer for a i don't remember if it's a netflix movie i think it's a netflix movie Mm -hmm. not a netflix series uh it's a horror movie called choose or die the concept of the movie is kind of like uh oregon trail meets the matrix meets saw meets a bunch of WTF is I do I take this movie seriously is it supposed to be funny like drag me to hell I don't know but dude gets this program anything he types in uh it's either yes or no answers or he has to say what they have to do and people in their surrounding area have bad things happen to him there was a couple of scenes that was kind of cringy for me like when a dude was almost gonna like face plant himself into a sink full of hydroponic needles Mm. and that's where it cuts 
or the girl eating glass. It's I'm interested because of the concept, but I'm turned off by it because it feels like it's something I've seen before. What did you think of that uh, choose or die trailer? So for me, if you've seen Black Mirror, it made me think of that Bandersnatch, which was like the uh, first. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it's the first, but I think it's the first like interactive TV show where you can like choose what's going to happen through the story. Um, that's what this kind of felt like, except for I don't get a choice. Right. You just get to watch, <laughs> I get to them, watch them choose. Uh, so it's like, it's like I'm watching somebody watch Bandersnatch <laughs> is what it felt like. <laughs> Bandersnatch meets Oregon Trail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody's going to die of dysentery. I guarantee it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but cool I will concept. say there was like, some, I can't, I think it was the glass scene. Uh, where she's the person is about to eat some glass or does start eating glass. I like yeah. I I physically like was like, uh <laughs> like, no, stop. <laughs> and and I'm I, I do like seeing like horror stuff, but like the glass thing for me was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting because it was just like she breaks a glass and it's just like do you want her to break more glass or to clean it up? And she's like, clean it up, clean it up. And then like the, the girl just immediately drops to her knees in this shrapnel of like glass shards. Mm -hmm. And then like picks up not like a fistful glass, but like one singular piece and then like puts it in her mouth. And it's just like. It, staring at it. Yeah. And I'm just like, it, it felt kind of like, it not like jarring in a sense like i was like horrified by it it was just her movements mm -hmm. just it was just kind of like i i don't know how i feel about this and then it cuts to another scene of it later on and like she's all like bloody and freaking out and it's just like well you dropped to your knees in glass and you didn't react then right why are you reacting now yeah. like i i would have been like screaming bloody murder if i literally impaled my kneecaps on a copious amount of glass right like if you ever knelt needle, down on gravel like that's you uh, know basically the equivalent minus uh, actually penetrating your skin <laughs> yeah there's more blood yeah. but it's very yeah. very uncomfortable i feel like that would be a similar <laughs> sensation <laughs> and then it's just like the, but that the one thing that kind of got me was like that sink of hydroponic needles and the dude was like at a face plant it mm. and i was just like I would hate to see the rest of that scene. Yeah. I'm glad that's where it cut, but <laughs> right. I, I feel like I didn't really need to see that. I feel like that would have been something you should have just had uh -huh. in the movie. It showed me something else. Show me someone dying of dysentery. Right. Going out and hunting for wood. Yeah. <laughs> like, show, show me an episode of Yellowstone and... <laughs> 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 from my understanding it's, that tv show is like the oregon trail <laughs> essentially uh apparently also uh miracle workers with uh daniel radcliffe and stuff like that mm. I, I did i did post that video of daniel radcliffe singing she'll be coming around the mountain on our discord right i think so yeah yeah funniest thing ever but yeah daniel radcliffe said <laughs> in an interview most of that is like based off like Oregon Trail and stuff like that. I love it. So funny. Uh, now on to a joke on its own. Uh, Michael Bay coming in with another movie. 
called Ambulance. Maybe it's called Ambulance LA. I don't know. Just the way that they have LA. Yeah, the typography for the um, title is odd. Yeah. Ambulance. Yeah. (laughs) Ambulance. So Michael Bay, you know, he did all the Transformer movies and stuff like that. Uh, This trailer, this is the second one we watched. I have not seen the first. At first, I was very confused because it just kind of goes into it. It, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, and they're driving around in an ambulance. I guess they're bank robbers who hijacked an ambulance with paramedics and a dude in the back. (laughs) And... Like all these, this action's going on, like it's in the middle of action. And then all of a sudden, like Jake Gyllenhaal's like, I need to calm down. And then whips out of set of earbuds and starts listening to sailing. <laughs> and it was just like, I thought that was kind of funny. But like they spent a huge part of that segment of listening to sailing. And then like it was back to the action. And then Jake Gyllenhaal apologizing to his brother for getting them into but it's it sounded like a really fake apology and then more explosions and then like ambulance and i felt like i just watched the whole movie in like less than three minutes and i think i'm good i don't need to see anything else because a like most michael bay movies the plot makes very little sense odd humor for the sake of humor more action explosions the end what do you think, Chris? Yeah, it's like a modern day 80s action film. Like, I, I felt like it would, if the people who made Die Hard screwed up and they could have easily say, made poorly. this movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, I don't know. So I already feel like Jake Gyllenhaal is a crappy person in real life. <laughs> So like that already has me go, eh, I don't really want to watch this movie because I don't want to support him. But also if your friend comes to you and he's like, Hey, let's, let's rob a bank. Like, dude, no, I don't want to come on just one time. It'll be cool. Like I promise. Just that one time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, don't we'll like, that's not again. a friend. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the vibe I like, got from that. It was like, this is a crappy you a friend. Favor. Yeah. You owe me a favor. You remember that time like when we were kids playing kickball and you asked for like a piece of gum and you said I'd do anything for that piece of gum. Well, I'm I'm recalling that favor. And now I'm going to go rob a bank. (laughs) Like I'm cashing in for black of better words. The puns of it all. (laughs) Yeah. I'm cashing in literally. Yes. And we're stealing an ambulance. Yeah. That that the fact that they. I guess like that's the mode of the movie, right? Is like they hop in this ambulance and it it becomes like really bad diehard diehard before edits meets uh what's that movie with Keanu Reeves speed? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, speed speed speed's a good movie. No, it's a good movie, but like uh, it takes place in a moving vehicle it, the whole time. In a movie. And I vehicle. feel like it's that's like what a this shitty movie is. I bet you move. I bet eighty percent of this movie is in that ambulance. <laughs> Oh, probably more than more yeah. than likely. Yeah, um, I probably won't watch it unless 
unless no. the consensus is we're going to review it, but I don't, I don't think we need to. I feel like we already did. Just yeah. watching the trailer, it was just like there's nothing else from this. No, movie you're not wrong. Write. You're not wrong at all. That's probably I, I, the case. Like that. Oh yeah, that movie. it's probably reshot explosions from other Michael Bay movies. Just like you see a transformer in, in the background. Yeah, how'd that get in there? Don't worry about it. I gotta make money. I've already paid. You know. For all those Bumblebee segments. Truth. With the freaking Camaro. I got to throw it in there somewhere. Yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> it, 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 it looks awful. Hands down. Looks awful. Don't care. Don't want to see it. Bad use of a good song called Sailing. Yeah. Um, and shitty friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the last trailer is actually a movie that just came out. On the weekend, it actually was on the box office list. It came in uh, after number 10. Uh, I think it's actually rated as number 10 because it was like kind of stuck between. There might have been a tie for 10th. A tie or something uh, like that. Because it did bring um, in 500,000. It did. Yeah. And I feel like this movie should have brought in a crap ton more. It's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once uh, by the studio A24. And all I can say is, full-heartedly, I'm here for this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Michelle Yeoh. Uh, I love classic kung fu movies. I was brought up on them. Like I've seen some of her individual like really bad uh martial art comedy movie some with jack chan uh she was also in crusher tiger hidden dragon uh memoirs of a geisha michelle yo as an actress as a martial artist pretty good but this is a comedy and uh she has the ability to uh eventually be split into multiple personalities of multiple universes of her character and she has to uh try to go against this like evil person who's trying to split up the universes and destroy them in a very comedical way it's very steven chow it's very kung fu hustle uh very much jet lee's the one but it's all comedic and really off the cuff and very bizarre there's even like this part where like she's fighting with like googly eyes. She's got rubber fingers. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis does not look like Jamie Lee Curtis. She's trying to help out her husband from another universe and her daughters like from another universe is all over the place. And it's like she can travel through dimensions in single seconds. So like uh, you'll have like one cut of like her getting smacked across the face and then she falls and hits her head. But when she hits her head, she's in another spot. It's it seems so much fun. It's got martial arts in it. I'm totally there for it. But Michelle Yeoh doing mostly comedic work. Uh, I'm I'm 100 percent there for it. What did you think of this trailer, even though it's out? And I said we had to talk about it. What did you think about it? <laughs> I, I like it. I want to know more about the googly eyes. I feel like there's a specific significance to them. It seems like because she can access 
all these different versions of herself throughout the multiverse that maybe and may I could just be guessing and it's completely wrong, but I wonder if like that is to help ground her or if it's just like a really cheesy way of like doing a third eye. I don't know. <laughs> um, like you just love, love googly eyes. Yeah. Let's have googly eyes. Yeah. yeah. Here's googly eyes. It, it does. It, it does feel like there may be a significance because I believe the trailer opened up with the studio a 24 was with googly eyes with the googly yeah. eyes. So yeah. I almost wonder if there is a specific significance. And if there's not, then like, good on you to like just do this random thing and make us all wonder what the hell it's about. <laughs> it, it it totally gave me that like kung fu hustle mm-hmm. vibe. Doesn't take the movie seriously at all. Very uh, comedic, heavy action. Very well balanced out with it. Um, it there parts of it just. Uh, we're just quick snippets, but there was like uh, this one guy, he's he's in a lot of martial arts films. He's he he's uh, also the voice of uh, Poe's father. In uh, Kung Fu Panda, the, the duck and his eyes are closed and then she throws like googly eyes on his closed eyes. <laughs> it's just like it's just like made me laugh because like everything was getting googly eyes Yeah, as it should. Like googly eyes are like one of the best creations in the world. Absolutely. But it it seems like just a fun action packed silly time. Yeah, and it it seems unique. Um, I haven't really you know I I can't recall of a movie that um, is similar to this in the sense of you know what they're trying to do. Like yeah, there's plenty of movies that um, you know like a Deadpool type scenario where it like is doesn't take itself seriously. And this may even possibly break the fourth wall in some way. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's different and unique. And I really like that type of story. I, I feel like uh, there is a movie uh, called Kung Fu Mahjong mm-hmm. from 2005. Uh, there's a couple of characters uh, what character known as like Auntie Faye? She's also in the Kung Fu Hustle movie. Mm. Uh, it it's just super silly. It's about like an obsessive gang gambler and stuff like that. And it's got that same comedic feeling where it's more of you're here for the comedy, but stay for the action. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I I'm probably gonna watch it this weekend, hands down. Mm-hmm. I am super excited, but. Those were the four trailers. We did an extra one for the sake of Jeremy. As I said, he is not here due to the fact that he is directing a pornography for charity. And if you would like to donate money to that charity, please message him as we speak. <laughs> yes, you have to do that for me now. You have to, um, you have to add him. Inquire immedi- with him. Yeah, immediately <laughs> at Jeremy. <laughs> Back to the arcade gaming. Go into his stream and ask him how his direction went. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't. Ask him what the name of the pornography is, <laughs> and then make guesses. I want. I want to see these reactions. All oh. right. From one silly reaction to another, uh, the segment that we call off the script is going to be a little different this time around. Uh, I have a monologue for Grizz and Grizz has a monologue 
for me. So I'm going to post the one that I have for you on Discord now. The upside about this is we don't get to see the script, whoever is posting it this time around. Of course, we don't have Jeremy, who is going to post it this time, but uh, decided to change it up a little bit in the sake of him not being here. And uh, I have your script. I see you've already posted yours. Yeah, I jumped the gun. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yours is definitely a lot longer than mine. I'm sorry. I do apologize. <laughs> I, oh, no, that's fine. I just saw the last word and I was just like, oh, that is not something I recognize. So I'm posting this. Okay. This is set in a bowling alley. The year is 1988. The movie is one of my favorite movies of all time, starring one of my most favorite heroines of all time, the classic, the ever so lovely Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Nice. Go for it. Nice. Okay. Oh, I see. Well, last thing I want to do is get you guys in any trouble. I mean, so what if it blows my only chance at making a living? I mean, it's not your problem. And if I get so depressed, I wind up hanging myself in the oven. Hey, those are the breaks. If, but if they ever ask about me, tell them that I was more than a <laughs> I should have pre-read that. <laughs> Tell them I was more than a great set of boobs. I was also an incredible pair of legs. And tell them tell tell <laughs> tell them <laughs> tell them I'll never turn down a friend. <laughs> I'd never turn down a stranger for that matter. And tell them Tell them when all is said and done, I only ask that people remember, remember me by two simple words. Any two, as long as they are simple. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I, that scene is so funny. It's it, so Elvira is she received her house from her great aunt Morgana in a will and there's like all this like fun hokey 80s uh horror movie aspects to it because obviously Elvira's uh Mistress of the Dark uh she was the host of the macabre movies and so she's trying to get these kids to come see her do a version of uh flash dance <laughs> at the movie theater and the movie's so great. Like, you have to watch it, Grizz. I know you would absolutely love it. Yeah. But uh, she was trying to guilt trip these kids That's awesome. into coming to her thing. And she was just, like, doing, like, this very Oscar uh, remember me scene, very sobby. And she's like, and tell them that I was more than a great set of boobs. <laughs> I was also an incredible pair of legs. <laughs> like, I was, so I should have, like, pre-read it. <laughs> Before uh, deciding what, because I, I I wanted to do like a, something like kind of serious or whatever. And when I got to the line, <laughs> it broke me. 
Well, especially when the line is like, I get so depressed, I wind up hanging myself in the yeah, oven. Yeah, yeah. Like, that line is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Remember me by two simple words. Any two, as long as they're simple. As long as they're simple. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's the movie, the whole entire movie is like that. Yeah, it is awesome. so funny. It's, uh, she actually did make her own sequel as well. Oh, nice. Uh, and she completely funded it herself. And Richard O'Brien is also in it. Nice. That's awesome. So freaking good. Elvira's Haunted Hills based on Vincent Price's The Pit and the Pendulum. Both movies are super funny in their own right. Well, uh, this works yeah, out perfectly yeah. then because I went to the comic shop yesterday, but la also last week. And while I was there, there was a Vincent Price's Elvira comic that I picked up. So I'll post <gasps> that on the yeah. uh, Instagram later. Oh, I'll swap you. I actually have an Elvira comic as well. Nice. And we'll see if we have the same ones. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> uh, give, give me my... Set. What am I? Okay. What am I doing here? So this is from the movie *Knives Out*. And <gasps> I don't know if you've seen it, but this I've seen parts of it. So yeah. this character is Ransom, which is Chris Evans' character. And uh, let me scroll up just a bit. They are, I think they're okay. So I think they're in the. Uh, restaurant corner booth. Okay, so it looks like that the uh, he he's speaking with Marta, uh, but I tried to just get it to where it was just him going on a long rant. Um, so he he they're at a restaurant, and um, it's a little busy. So there's like background noise, blah blah blah, which that's nothing. Uh, and he is uh speaking with. Uh, the other character, Marta. All right. Yeah. My mom built her business from the ground up with a million dollar loan from my granddad. My dad owns none of it. And mom made him sign a prenup. And he lives in fear. I know that's what granddad wanted to protect me from by doing this. And I know I shouldn't say this out loud, but when he told me, Jesus Christ, I could have killed him. And after I left the party, though, I was just driving fast, nowhere in the night. And I got this weird clarity that from here on, I was going to have to do it for myself. And that felt good. The old bastard. Marta, I know three things. One, he didn't commit suicide. I don't think I know it because I know my granddad. So you're not going to bullshit me because, two, I know lying makes you puke. And because of that mafia game last 4th of July. And three, I know that you just ate a full plate of sausage and baked beans. So look me in the eye and tell me what really happened to my granddad. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did want to finish watching the movie, but uh, I remember... Uh, I started watching it and then I had been called away to do something else. And then I never got to finish yeah. it, unfortunately. It's, um, it, I guess it's like a modern take on Clue, but with like more humor, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you also seen the movie Clue? It has been a long time. I have not seen it with like adult eyes. 
I was like a yeah, teenager. You have to you have to watch it with adult eyes. The Clue is a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Very much didn't do well box office wise, mm-hmm. but it's still one of the funniest movies to this date with such a top line cast: Tim Curry, Christopher Lloyd, mm-hmm. Martin Mall. So freaking good. And with that, the curtain draws on another day. I want to thank you, the listeners, for joining in. I want to thank Grizz for turning another year older and being hungover (laughs) and hanging out. I want to thank Jer, because he's Jer. And he'll be here next week. I promise. I'm Kitty Pie 3.14, also known as Sarah. I do stream on Instagram. I do stream on Instagram. Wow, that's a new one. I nice. stream on Twitch. I do have an Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I should be the one that's hungover. <laughs> I can't speak. I do not know how to enunciate, thought process, talk. I feel like I should go sit in the basement for the rest of the day. But uh, I stream on Twitch. I play classic video games. I play a lot of adventure games. I'm always around. You can always hit us up on our social medias, Box Office Invaders, Grizz, what's new with you? Where can they find you? So on and so forth. That's right. Uh, I have a website. It's dagrizzlyartist.com. From there, you can find the links to all of my social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and the Book of Face. Um, I, too, stream on Instagram. Uh, no, <laughs> I, uh, I also stream on Twitch, my art here and there. I'm not consistent, but you're more than welcome to swing by and catch me outside. Um, I am so sorry for that terrible internet reference. Um, <laughs> but, uh, something new with me, um, on my website, I have a schedule page and I just updated it a few days ago. It's got my, um, next five events. Uh, so April's pretty stacked, everybody. I have two things going on on the 10th. So I'm going to be doing art all day that day. Um, but the more important show is April 30th and I'm going to be pushing this until April 30th. It is happening at the, uh, Mad Tree Brewery in Cincinnati. It's, uh, going to be put on by the six bomb boards crew, uh, that I, that I roll with here in Cincinnati. We do live art around town. The show is called death row art show. So if you want to see us make some art and then put it up for auction and then destroy what doesn't sell, come out. It's going to be a fun time. That's happening on April 30th from four to 10 PM. Be there, be there, or I will find you. (laughs) Anywho, thank you for listening. We love you. Keep your eyes to the sky. Because you know what, baby? You're the star, not us. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>